0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk. I'm Kat Royer.
1: I'm Liz Bronson. How are you, Liz? I'm doing well today, Kat. How are you? I can't complain. Awesome. (laughs) So uh, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're talking about getting ready to get your next job. The how to do your search in a smart and effective way. And we're kind of going to focus on the search Up to the interviewing. That's a whole nother podcast. But today, we're going to teach you how to look for the right job for you so we don't have to go out there and look for you. There you go. Yeehaw.
0: I mean, this is something that I always talk with my clients about. Before we start an external search, I really pick their brain to find out what's going on at their current place, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: their current employer, and what's the issue. Is the issue compensation? Is the issue their manager? Mm-hmm. Is the issue professional development? I mean, you got to really look at what is the issue that's prompting you to take a look Absolutely. at other opportunities, and is it something that can be resolved internally? Yep. Right? If it's compensation, I'll tell you, people, I have a conversation with a, with a manager can many, many, many times lead to increased compensation, but you have to have the guts to have the conversation. And there's a way to go about it too. Yes. But before you think that all is lost and you have to take a look externally, take a look to see what's going on with the issue.
1: Yeah. I would say you have to exhaust your internal – I wouldn't say you have to. The smart thing. The smart thing. It's it's smart to to really examine what's going on because – Yeah. And exhaust the internal – opportunities or opportunity in front of you before looking externally. Because honestly, when you leave your job and start a new job, there's a whole lot of new hire energy, I usually call it. You've got to be like raring to go, focus. There's so much that you don't know going into a new job and that you have to learn. And nowadays, you're expected to like get in there and be productive within a minute. And so if it's about career development, goodness gracious, if it's about compensation, if it's just about your manager, look around internally, have some internal conversations and see if there's an opportunity for you to become happier in your current company.
0: Before you look externally, yeah.
1: Before you look externally. But this is more about, okay, I've decided it's not working here for whatever reason. Let's say you moved and all of a sudden you've got a two-hour commute each way and it is driving you absolutely bazonkers. Okay. You can't change that. No. If your job can't work at home or whatever, you you need to make a change. Or the company's going downhill fast, the writing's on the wall, and you want to get out before it crashes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Time to go. So once you've decided, I can't fix this, Cat, what happens next? Do I quit? No. Do I just quit? I've decided I can't stay here. Do I quit? You want to hang on to the job. You're, the bottom line is you're a
0: much more uh, attractive candidate when you have a job. Mm-hmm. So you want to be doing your searching while you have a job, unless it's a life-threatening kind of situation, right? Uh, keep your job right.
1: Mm-hmm. It also makes you less desperate. Right. And it allows you to use the advice we're about to give you in order to really evaluate new roles versus being like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a paycheck in a month and a half. Right. Yes, I'm, I'm just going to take this. You tend not to make as rash a decision when you're sitting in a job, even if you're not happy in that job.
0: Because you have all the benefits of having a job, aka a
1: paycheck, yes.
0: and all of the fun benefits that go along with you know working at a company.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely
0: it's very rare Mm -hmm. that I will advise someone to leave a current job without a new job offer in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it it comes down to is, you know, is it really threatening your life? Yeah. Is is your life force energy really being compromised? Mm -hmm. Uh, and if that's the case, then that might be a time, but I mean, those situations are pretty rare, pretty rare. Sometimes you just got to buckle up a little soldier, toughen <laughs> up a little bit yep. and and realize, okay, that I've got an end game insight mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm going to start using my time strategically. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm doing something about my problem, so it's going to be over at some point. Exactly.
0: And so mindset is super important, which we'll talk about that, but... You know, before you even start looking, you got to sit down and have a heart-to-heart with yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to know. You got to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you love to do. I mean, I have my clients go through this process that many of them are resistant to initially. Mm-hmm. It's an ideal job process, and I have them. I have them write down. This process is not uh, is not necessarily a practical process. It's more of a mm-hmm envisioning and dreaming kind of process. Mm-hmm. What I have them do is just write down everything they could possibly want in a job. So that kind of helps them to get clear on what, what would be really, really great for them. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we can work through the process and find a job that has most of those components or at least a good handful of them.
1: Mm-hmm. What I do with clients that are starting a job search is I do a chronological interview. And I go through every job they've had, what they liked, what they didn't like, why they left, how they got the job. And I
0: noticed patterns. I was just going to say, I bet you see some patterns there, huh, Liz?
1: Oh, my God. I had one career coaching client that had gotten three out of his five jobs in his life through the same person. And I'm like, have you called that person? Right. And he's like, no. I'm like, I would. That's step one. Step one. That's Mm -hmm. who gets you jobs every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes we don't realize our own patterns. And so by looking at our careers chronologically can really help us say, oh my gosh, I don't like roles where I have just a small piece of the puzzle. I like to be broad picture, big thinker, Mm -hmm. and I like to be cross-functional. Isn't that great to know going into a search versus in hindsight? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's important
0: to really know yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an ongoing process.
1: For all of us. Yes. And know ourselves where we are in our lives. And I would say, you know, we've talked about your personal board of advisors, which can be your friends, your ex-coworkers, your spouse, your... A mentor or two. Anybody. Mm-hmm. People that you respect that know you in different ways and say, what would you think would, I would like in a job? Just... Take a little 360 feedback and find out, but also take into account your life in that time. So for example, I'll say, I can't travel. If I was to take a job outside of my consultancy, I can't travel because of my young kids and my spouse that travels. And that's just it. So I could be offered my dream job. And if they said it's 25% travel, I cannot do that job. So you need to know not only your career ambitions and what you're looking for in the job description, but is it a flex culture where you can go to the acupuncturist in the one afternoon every other week or whatever? You have to really look at your life and what you need, and that's got to be on your must haves also. Absolutely. Location's huge.
0: Right. Because if you don't have the flexibility that you need, you will not be happy and you will feel trapped. I can't tell you how many people come to me feeling mm-hmm. like they have no choices. So yeah, the reality is we always have choice. Um, sometimes we need someone to remind ourselves that. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to learn how to do that for yourself as well. I mean, the mindset is really, really important here.
1: Mm-hmm. But also the dream job that it has the two hour each way commute isn't the dream job. And I can't tell you how many people that I talk to that I'm like, "Oh, you've only been there for 8 months. You know, why are you looking again?" "Oh, my commute is an hour and a half each way and it's killing me." Mm-hmm. Well, duh, it's killing you. That's 3 hours a day commuting. What what were you thinking in the first place? Right. But they were thinking, oh, this job looks great. I can make it happen." Be realistic. Well, and also, you know, you got to know that when you're
0: being recruited, <laughs> it's a sales job. Yeah. Only the, the best aspects of the position are being shared with you. So it's your job as a candidate to dig deeper and to make sure that the job is actually going to meet your needs. And that might be explaining the kind of person you are and, and the kind of flexibility you
1: need. Yeah. And if, if that selects you out of the, of the process, that's a blessing. So I think of, I always use this analogy and it doesn't work kind of long-term because people don't stay at companies forever anymore, but the dating analogy is so perfect in this instance because, you know, some of us in our earlier dating days, we dated the same person over and over and over again. And we're like, why isn't this working? And then when we took a real soul search and said, oh, because I keep dating the wrong person over and over again. And we realize what the right person may look like, then we ended up more successful. And the same thing can happen with jobs. Oh, you don't like big companies, but you keep going to big companies? Maybe. Maybe it's time for a mid-sized company.
0: Also, values are incredibly important. Mm. you got to know what your values are. Mm -hmm. And during the process, you have to identify what the company's values are. And guess what even if they have them listed beautifully on their website <laughs> that's not enough no you need to you need to ask some questions to verify that that indeed is the culture the culture that they are promoting and advertising that that is truly what it is so you know that we can we can talk about that more in the interview show mm-hmm. but values are really important that's something that we go through I go through a process with
1: yes Ask at, at, you should look at every company's values that you that you think could be a good fit for you. And then again, in the interview process, but in the interview process, ask, so how do you live this value? How do you, you know, what's a good example? Because your job is to find it is this the right role for me. You know you better than they'll ever know you. And so you have to ask the right questions. But before you're even asking any questions, it's time to take a good look in the mirror, talk to your board of advisors and make that must have nice to have if it has it I'm running away list and mm-hmm. really figure out what do I need in my next job to make sure that I'm happy to make sure you're not dating the wrong person again and again
0: right you want to come through the process and come up with a short list mm-hmm. of non-negotiables this is what you need to make a move and then you'll go back mm-hmm. when you have an offer mm-hmm. to make sure your mm-hmm. offer has you know, the components
1: of this list. Yes. That you haven't fallen in love because they're super, super cute, but then they're not mm. really who you need.
0: I mean, how many times Liz, have we, have we had conversations with hiring managers mm. that want to hire a candidate because they really had great rapport with the candidate
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because they liked the candidate? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, you obviously want to hire someone you've got good rapport with, but the best Interviewer is not necessarily the best candidate for the position. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as with the flip side, right? Just because someone is a good interviewer and a good salesperson mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that, that they're going to be a good manager. Mm-hmm. Having that list to go back to mm-hmm. can help ground you when you're when you're kind of enamored by this potential manager who's a great salesperson, but you want to make sure that you've got your list covered. I mean, we want you to have good rapport. Good rapport is everything.
1: I mean, it's it's all about finding the right fit. That's part of it. Not all of it. Yes, exactly. And don't fall in love just because a company has a barista 24 seven in the lobby. Yeah, that sounds nice. You know, lattes whenever, but ultimately that's not going to make you happy. It's going to make you really jittery, but not happy. And so there's a lot of bells and whistles at companies, I would say, definitely at tech companies Mm -hmm. in Silicon Valley. But at all kinds of companies, they offer these fun, obscure benefits. And ultimately, that barista is not going to keep you at a company.
0: How many cups of coffee can you have a day and still stay healthy anyways? (laughs)
1: Exactly. So I would say once you have your list, it's not quite time to start looking. It's time to start researching. And I've got my must-have list. What companies are on that list? Because on your must-have list should be maybe different verticals, different Mm -hmm. industries, big, small, medium. So what are the companies within a certain geography or open to remote or whatever your must-haves are that fit in your categories? Do they have to be a quote-unquote unicorn? Do they have to be If you're a doctor, does it have to be a large hospital or do you like a small hospital? Again, up to your list, but start researching and not just the big publications, but start looking at blogs and Glassdoor and smaller things that can tell you what it's like to work at those places. And then what? So let's say I've researched and I've got like 10 companies that I think look pretty interesting. Kat, what's next?
0: Well, I think you want to make sure you've got a updated resume, and don't be afraid to ask for help with that. Mm-hmm. Your resume is, you know, is what's going to get you in the door. So make sure it's well written. Make sure there aren't any grammar errors on it. Uh, and then you want to update LinkedIn as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Liz, but you know when I was doing when I was doing heavy duty recruiting. It got to the point where my hiring managers weren't even looking at resumes. They would go directly to someone's LinkedIn. yeah, so the absolutely. linkedin is is probably even more important than a resume at this point. Mm-hmm. But make sure your resume is good. yeah, but but you want your LinkedIn profile to tell a story mm-hmm. and to focus on your uh, achievements. Yes. Don't just have your LinkedIn profile be your job descriptions.
1: No. That's not effective. Achievements, and it's nice to have some endorsements and things like that. Absolutely. I also would say if you have a website, if you're in any kind of writing profession, update your website. If you're a technologist, have a GitHub. So wherever you are, your professional people are are getting together, you yeah. make sure that's a little polished up, right? Make make sure that's
0: cleaned up and, you know, any, any mistakes are gone Mm -hmm. or errors or,
1: you know, if it's five years old, who's going to want to look at that? It's got to be fresh. Yes. It's got, because yeah, you can have a GitHub, but if you haven't done anything on GitHub in two years, three years, you're better off not having one because it shows you're not, And then you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm open source. I've been on GitHub forever. Yeah, but you're not doing anything there. So you're better off without it. So make sure you're authentically represented out there. So if someone searches for you, they find authentic you, but they also find the best you. Right. Right. I would say this is the time to maybe publish something, Mm -hmm. be commenting on things like show your relevancy in your career of choice if that's appropriate for you and just make sure you're looking good out there. Google yourself and see what you find and see what comes up. Yeah. Check that out and clean it up if you have to.
0: And then even before you like formally start your job search, it's totally appropriate to start having conversations with people. It makes sense to start with people you've worked with in the past mm-hmm. people in your current network. I mean, you want to be careful about who you talk to in your current at your current company mm-hmm. because you want to be discreet when you're looking for a job you don't want you don't want your boss to find out that you're looking for a job so you have to be super careful about who you who you share that you're looking with looking
1: but I think that. Some people to start with are ex-colleagues, you know, reconnect. Hey, I, we haven't gotten together forever. Can you do lunch? And then, you know, yeah, I'm thinking about looking. People who used to be at your company who have gone to the other side, it's really good to get those people's perspectives. Absolutely. So I think when you're about to start a job search, it's a really good time to start stalking people. Um, <laughs> what I mean by that is start LinkedIn stalking. Who was that person that you know used to work in sales? You know, two companies ago, and you look them up. Oh, that's an interesting company. So see what people are doing. It might give you ideas of places to look. It just might be a good idea to refresh yourself. And as you have those coffees or lunches or whatever to catch up with old colleagues. You hear about opportunities. Mm-hmm. So that's a good place to start, but that's not the only place to start. No.
0: You know, it's it can't hurt you to go within your personal network too, people who you wouldn't necessarily think are your professional network.
1: But they are. You're standing around the soccer field watching the kids play soccer, right? You spend hours with these people, but you talk about vacations. You talk about the mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about work a lot, it tends to be. They may, you may know what they do, but like, hey, where do you work again? Oh, you work at XYZ Company. That's a pretty interesting place. Yeah, I'm thinking it may be time for a change. I've been at my company for five years, and things are getting a little stale. It sounds like really interesting mm-hmm. what you guys are doing. Are you hiring people that do what I do? Oh, not officially, but you're about to open something? Could you introduce me? Sure. Wonderful. I'd love to have an informational conversation. Oh, you just made a connection you wouldn't have made. Often when we see people in social circles or even like on a nonprofit board or in areas of our lives that aren't our professional life per se, Mm -hmm. we don't think about recruiting and helping people's careers. We assume that everybody around the soccer field is happy in their job because why would you assume anything else? But they may not be. And so... Getting out there and seeing what people do, and if you're really savvy, you know, look up everybody on the soccer team and see what they do, and be like, "Ooh, I really want to get to know Jimmy's mom, yeah, because she's a VP at my target company." But those kinds of casual conversations often lead to opportunities you would not have heard of if you hadn't put yourself out there just a little bit. So it's
0: a time to like cast a really
1: wide net.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's
1: always beyond
0: what you think. So this is a good time to push yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not necessarily uh, comfortable to start talking about yourself with people on the soccer
1: field or wherever. No, But this is the time to put yourself out there and to start uh, really networking. And it's also the time. There's so many networking opportunities now with meetups and mm-hmm. this group and that group. And oh my heavens, there's... You can go to something every minute of the day. But if let's say you're a digital marketer and there's a digital marketing meetup and you've never been and you're kind of intimidated and you prefer your sweatpants, take off the sweatpants and go to the digital marketing meetup. You never you may learn something professionally that'll be interesting. And you may meet your next boss or your next coworker. So it's the time to put yourself out there both professionally, just in a networky way, learning about, you know, learning and enhancing yourself. Friendly. 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 <laughs> but you hear about things that you may not otherwise. And I would say also, if this sounds so goofy when I say it, but I hope you agree, Kat. If you're thinking like, I'm going to join an adult baseball team. I've always wanted to. Right before a job search is a really good time to do something like that. Right. I think that's a good idea. Baseball team, bowling league, darts, book club that meets at the local library. I don't care. But any opportunity to meet new adults. Take
0: any opportunity you can to expand your social network and also to enrich your own life. Because Yeah. The more your life is enriched, the more interesting you will seem, and you want to be interesting as a candidate, right, Liz?
1: (laughs) Please, please. Yes. But I I would say more to the former of you're building your network. You join that adult baseball team, and yes, you're having fun and, and expanding yourself, and that boosts serotonin and all the good feels, but you're also opening yourself up to a whole new group of people
0: right that you're expanding you're expanding your network which the more the bigger your network is mm-hmm. the faster you're going to find a job
1: and with people that have a, a similar interest mm-hmm. yes it's baseball but they have a similar interest you have something in common already you have a common ground to start with so yes it is mm-hmm. time to get out there so you're not going to find that job quickly if no. you stay at home no right if you stay at home
0: and i know it's i know winter is winter is here And, uh, you know, that, that, that warm duvet is super comforting, but, uh, that's not going to be your best strategy Mm -mm. to navigate the time period that you have in this current gig that, you know, you don't want to be in anymore. Right. Use that as motivation. Okay. I I know I'd rather stay home and just, you know, have a chill evening tonight, but the best thing to do, the most proactive thing might be to go out and to try something new and to increase your network. Mm -hmm. So push yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. This is a really time to kind of, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you never know who's going to be the connection. And also remember, like I call Kat and say, Kat, have you heard of anything? And Kat says, oh, I haven't, you know, bummer. But then she might say, but you know what? I was just talking to, to Sue and she said mm-hmm. something about hiring. Let me ask Sue mm-hmm. or let me connect you to Sue. And all of a sudden I'm having coffee with this Sue that I've never met. Mm-hmm. And Sue connects me to Jim and Jim connects me to Pedro. And all of a sudden Pedro has the perfect job for me. And it's because I opened my big fat mouth and talked to Kat who connected me around and I wasn't afraid.
0: And then you're out of the job you don't want anymore.
1: Yes. And Pedro's happy because he now has help on his team that he really desperately needed. So everybody in that scenario wins and everybody else has the good feels. That's right. (laughs) So
0: what else do we want to cover today, Liz?
1: I think patience and um, latitude Mm -hmm. and um, going at it in in a way that feels authentic to you. I think Putting yourself out of your comfort zone takes patience. And self-care is really important during a job search. Self-care is important all the time, but yeah. but
0: especially during a job search.
1: When you're opening yourself up to rejection like that, you feel vulnerable and just putting yourself out there, I need something from the universe and so when you're asking for something from the universe, it gives you that vulnerable feeling and so make sure to be taking care of yourself but also make sure to be giving yourself a bit of a break. If that night after you've, you were up all night and then you had a really long work day and you know, you should go to that meetup, but God, you're just, you can't put on your smile, happy face and make it through an hour meetup. Give yourself permission not to.
0: That's part of knowing yourself, right? If you know that you are not up for it, don't force yourself to go, Mm -hmm. right? Wait until you are, until you can bring it, right? Because you want to show up with the energy that, that you want to be known for. The other thing that I think is, you know, right along with patience is having that list, you know, of of that, that, that list of the ideal job. And I, I think it's important to connect with that list every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's part of your morning practice or what you do before you go to bed at night, uh, you know, figure out a time in the day where you can actually spend five minutes thinking about that ideal job and actually seeing yourself, uh, you know seeing yourself actually in that role it's it's mm-hmm. it, you know it's it's visualization but that's mm-hmm. how we get where we want to go we yeah. the mind is super powerful i mm-hmm. i take my private clients through this ideal job process right, right at the beginning and then i create an audio for them that is kind of a guided meditation mm-hmm. that reminds them of all of the things that they told me that they were looking for in their job search mm-hmm. so then they have that they can listen to that until they get used to doing it themselves. Yeah. I cannot stress the importance of patience and also, you know, taking that idealist and believing that you're going to be able to make that happen.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is absolutely believing and having faith that it will happen, Mm -hmm. but also being able to say what you want. So when Kat says to me, Liz, what are you looking for? I would need to have a practiced intelligent, succinct answer. It's like an elevator pitch, want. right? Yeah. You want, you want it in 30 seconds. Oh, I'm looking for a, a, a HR or recruiting leadership role where I can really make a difference and impact the vision for the company in terms of hiring and people practices going forward.
0: Perfect. Done. And I don't even think that was 30 seconds. I think that was probably more like 15.
1: Right. Oh, and it has to be mm-hmm. you know, within 10 minutes of my house and it
0: no more than 15% travel.
1: Yeah. And I need to be able to go pick up my kid if they're sick, because I may be the only one home. Okay. Those are my must have. Everything else we can talk about. And those
0: gigs are out there, like the ability to go pick up your child when they're sick. Those those cultures are out there. Absolutely. And it's your job to find the culture that is going to be a good fit for you. It's no one else's job. No, it's not the hiring manager's job. It's not the recruiter's job. I mean, the recruiter should, if it's a good recruiter, they're going to help you with that. But, you know, they're also going to be focused on filling the job for their client. Yep, It's your job to make sure that you've got all of the, all of your bases covered.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, have your ducks in a row, but definitely be able to say exactly what you want so that when you're on the soccer field and someone says, oh, what are you looking for? you don't start mumbling and bumbling and taking out
0: your list. Yeah. You don't want to go,
1: uh, uh, well, well, uh, I just hate where I am. I haven't really given a lot of thought, but this really
0: sucks about my current job. (laughs) Going back to don't complain, you know, be kind, Mm -hmm. stay positive. Yeah, Don't complain as much as possible. Even if your job sucks, which is, there's something about your current job that isn't working for you, which is why you're out there looking for another job. But, Mm There's a way to communicate that that isn't a drag. Right. And trust me, if you're a drag in that first phone screen with the recruiter, you're probably not going to get passed
1: along. So don't be a drag. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you, if
0: you need help with that, you can reach out to Liz. She's really good at like telling people not to be a drag.
1: <laughs> but I would say those. that's another really good point. Have your pitch of what you want. Have your pitch mm-hmm. of why you're leaving. Mm-hmm. That doesn't say my boss is a crazy lunatic and if I don't get away from them, you know, I'm going to go Harry Carey. Yeah, right. And that it. may all be true, right? Totally. I mean, we've all
0: heard about the psycho bosses mm-hmm. and they're out there. There's so many people managing that have no clue how to manage. They were good. They were good, independent, you know, independent contributors mm-hmm. and were pushed up into a management role and have no idea yeah. how to have empathy and all of, you know, There are horror stories. We've heard them all. Yep. That is not the the job. The job search is not the time to discuss the horror stories. No.
1: So get a good story. And if you have to make things a little blurry around the edges, it's okay. Your story has to be your story and it has to be kind of bulletproof and just a fact. So something like commute is a fact.
0: If you need help with how do I, you know, go to someone you trust, go to someone on your board of advisors and say, this is my situation. Mm -hmm. This is... I'm in this sucky situation. Help me. Yeah. Help me to, to, to come up with, you know, an honest story, right? You want to be authentic. Yep. You don't want to lie. You want to be honest, Mm -hmm. but there's a way, there's a way to tell a story that's going to, that's in you, that can be in your favor Mm -hmm. as opposed to not being in your favor. And you want to have that down before you even start the interview process. There's so much to do. In fact, probably most of the work in getting a job happens before you even send your resume.
1: If you're doing a good job. Yes. And frankly, you know, I just thought of this, but your kind of must have list should kind of always be in your head because often you're going to get recruiter reach outs. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not actively looking, if you're, if you want to evaluate, should I look at this or not? Is this a good use of your time? And I believe that if it's If it has potential to be interesting to you, having that first or even second conversation is a good idea. But for you to evaluate, could this work for me? That list is critical. Once you realize you're going to make a
0: move, once you've exhausted all of the possibilities with your current employer, Mm -hmm. that list is going to be something that's the first thing you do. It's going to be kind of like a guy, a North Star.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even if you don't know that you're looking, you know, again, even if it's like, oh, should I look at this opportunity? Mm -hmm. Look at the list. If it doesn't check, especially if you weren't even thinking about looking, if it doesn't check everything on the list, Mm -hmm. don't waste your time in there. So, So yes, get your stories together. And there's stories you need to gather before you interview, but get your stories together of why you're looking and what you're looking for have them be true, authentic, and true to you. Have your positive spin. Start putting yourself out there. I think a really good thing in terms of putting yourself out there, because you know what we said before, if you're just not feeling it, stay home. And I believe that 100%, but don't do that every time. But maybe set a goal for yourself. I'm going to go to one networking event every two weeks.
0: That's super reasonable.
1: That's reasonable. And if you skip one week, Go to something the next week. That's reasonable. You know, make sure you hold yourself to those kinds of standards. But if the one on Tuesday, just you can't do it, go to the one on Thursday. There is stuff all the time. And so hold, set yourself some goals that you can reach and then hold yourself accountable. You'll feel good afterwards. Absolutely. Even if it's out of your comfort zone before and you feel nervous and icky, afterwards, you're like, I did it. I did it and I can do it again. And it's great interview prep going into those things.
0: And don't discount the power of giving yourself a pat on the back when you do something like that. Anytime you go out of your comfort zone, hey, tell yourself it's a good job. Mm-hmm. We do that all the time in our household.
1: Yeah. Self-talk yourself. Congratulate yourself. Ask your significant other, best friend, whomever. Hey, I did it. I went to the networking thing. I was so nervous beforehand. I did it though. and. If they're a good support person, they'll they'll say, that's awesome. I'm proud of you.
0: Good job, Liz. Good job.
1: Yay! It's a scary thing to go into, but going into it prepared and ready, both on paper with the resume and all and and the Google search making you look good, as well as having a plan, all of those things are gonna make you feel more in control of it and also make you feel like you're getting something accomplished. And if the goal is I want a new role. And I want this role, the role to meet these criteria, you'll feel like you're doing something about it.
0: As one of my mentors used to say, uh, her dad used to always say to her, keep your eye on the target,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: And just keep your eye on the target. No matter what is going on, keep your eye on the target.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We don't know how long it takes. Mm -mm. You know, some job searches can be unbelievably easy (laughs) and just, you know, all the stars line up and everything just falls into place. Other job searches may take more time. Yeah. The way that I tell people is every interview is one interview closer to your offer.
1: It's back to the dating analogy. Uh Pretty much. Every date is one day closer to that last first date. Exactly. Every every interview is one interview closer to your next job.
0: The longer it goes, the more you might have to have conversations with yourself. Mm -hmm. Little pep talks. You know, you got to keep yourself positive because no one wants to hire a downer.
1: I also think you need to keep yourself realistic, mm-hmm. you know, back to that. Like if I'm out there, like I'm the VP of a global HR, well, I don't have the experience to be a VP of global HR. Maybe I have the potential, but I don't have the experience for that. So if that's all I'm going for and I'm getting rejected co- consistently, maybe I need to look at my list and say, is this realistic based mm-hmm. on my experience?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So again, board of advisors, critical eyes, real reality check. Be realistic about what you look like on paper and look at your resume to make sure that it matches up with what you want on paper. And if you want something that's above where you are, maybe you need a place that has potential for you to get there. Right.
0: So growth opportunities would be something that would be important to you on your your list of non-negotiables, if that's what you're looking for, right?
1: If that's truly the case. Anything else, Kat, that we should be thinking about in terms of getting ready to look for a new job? Well, I think it wouldn't hurt to start brushing up on
0: interviews. And we'll do a whole episode soon on on the interview process. But it couldn't hurt to look at some interview questions to maybe do a Google search on behavioral interviewing mm. and just start to, to familiarize yourself with that. Yep. Bottom line with behavioral interviewing is they're asking you a specific question for, to, to extract a specific um, competency. Mm-hmm. So what what you want? What they're looking for is for you to tell them a story mm-hmm. about a time when you did X. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I would say also brush up if, if you're in any kind of technical role, financial role. As you're getting ready to search, if you haven't worked with, you know, SQL databases in this job, but you did it in your last job, brush up. Things may have changed or something may have happened, but make sure that you have all the skills that you're going to say you have and that you're up to date on them. And that just may mean going through some stuff and remembering because it's been a while. It doesn't mean you haven't done it in the past and can't do it, but make sure your skills are sharp. If you're an analyst and you haven't done X type of analysis in a while. It's
0: time to do some research. It's time to do some research. Bone
1: up on it, see what's the latest, Mm -hmm. but also just be able make it so that you can quickly answer questions about it if it's something that you say you can do. So, study up.
0: Yeah, you want to be a credible candidate.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. But I think
0: I think that covers the front end of the search, mm-hmm. everything up to the interview. Although, if you have
1: any questions, you guys can always reach out to us and ask questions. Yes, you can uh, tweet us at Real Job Talk. You can tweet either one of us at either Lisby Consult or... Daily Cat. The Daily Cat. And you can also email us or Facebook us or LinkedIn us. We're very available. We are. (laughs) Awesome.
0: And yeah, if we can help you with your search, that's that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Part of this is all about how can we give back.
1: We are. we're, We're here to help answer your questions that you may not know where to start. So hopefully this has done that and you are ready to embark on your job search journey. And hope that this has been helpful to start you on your way.
0: We wish you the best of luck and uh, remember to stay positive and watch your mindset.
1: Yep. Smile often. (laughs) See you next time. Well, thank you, Liz. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.